This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace, the best, easiest, most professional, user-friendly way to make your very own website, portfolio, blog, or online store. Wow. Yeah, with 24-7 customer support. You can drag stuff around. It's super easy, super good. And if you go to squarespace.com and enter offer code THUMBS at checkout, you can get 10% off your first purchase. That is squarespace.com with the offer code THUMBS. I'm sorry my wow, wow. sounded unenthused. No, I, I was enthused. It just I just don't know how to speak. I know. I know, Jake. We've been doing this podcast long enough. Wow. It's July 6, 2017. This is Idle Thumbs 309. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Hey, guys. Nick, you perpetually exist. I feel like my your statement of self is entirely in my hands. Because whatever I do, you seem like you have a constitutional No, I know. Like, I, I, have to maintain, well, I have to maintain the consistency of the yeah. tone that you're, that you're setting. It's really weird, though, because sometimes the thing that comes out of my mouth is spontaneous. Yeah. And so in creating spot, it's Well, I'm like a jazz player, Chris. I follow, I follow. It's like call response, you know? Yeah. I'm like the third guy in the jazz band who didn't know that we were doing the thing. I don't ever And then, like, <laughs> Chris puts a point out there, not knowing yeah. he's putting a point out there. You put a second point out there, which creates mm. a line and a trajectory and then i go boop boop hey <laughs> i'm in the room uh <laughs> and here we are in the room talking about video games welcome back to our video game podcast you guys oh thanks i feel yeah. welcome i feel every time you guys greet yourselves so um jake was playing a video game earlier <laughs> which is why it's a notable jake was playing a video i saw him i saw it happen it happened way to throw me that no it's a good seg it's true I, yeah, we came into the studio and Jake was playing. I was playing. Player, I was playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Yes, yes. PUBG. Yes, this is a game I have not actually played, and honestly, in fact, had not seen until I saw it on your monitor. You just heard tell of it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories about it, but I haven't played it myself. Nick, I know you've played it as well. The the my first reaction to having it on your screen was a not mm. very useful one, which was, this doesn't look appealing to me. But then by the time you died. It had looked very appealing to me. Yeah, because it PUBG or Player Unknown, I believe, made mods for it was like his modding name for for yeah. things like DayZ. Yeah. Like if you've if you've ever looked at DayZ or you know any any of like Arma, any of the games that are sort of in, you know I guess DayZ is an Arma mod, but that sort of realistic, <laughs> vaguely Eastern European looking outdoors bleak world. It looks like that. However. It plays in a in a it plays with a lot of the conventions of those sort of big, open, massive, like not massive multiplayer, like large scale multiplayer games, in a in a in a way that makes it I think appealing to a lot more people. People have been talking about this game for ages, and I feel like someone should just quickly summarize what it is because I never would have guessed what it was. Right. Okay. So Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is a like third-person sort of gun-based shooter in a multiplayer arena. There's 100 people who, who are in the game at a time. It's a humongous outdoor island 
location, sort of like Far Cry or like the you know uh, Daisy or Arma or something, the big just giant realistic outdoors. But it the entire game runs on what seems to be about a thirty minute timer. <clears throat> In which uh, everyone airlifts in at the beginning. Like the game starts with everyone inside of a gigantic jet that you all dive out of and parachute onto the island with no items. You just have your starting gear of your clothes, uh, the clothes on your back, basically. And you sort of you pepper yourselves all over the island wherever you've chosen to sort of navigate your parachute. And then every few minutes, a huge alert comes up. Uh, announcing that the map is constricting, and if you go to your map screen, which is a full-screen map, you see a big circle starting at the outer extents in the sea and sort of slowly crawling towards a center point in the map. And then every few minutes, it will slightly readjust the center point and start constricting the map again. If you are outside of those boundaries at, at any time, the world gets filled with lightning and you start taking damage, which is what makes it feel like The Hunger Games or Battle Royale or something. Yeah. So... It starts off, if you don't know anything about the game, it does start off seeming like maybe you are just dropping into a DayZ or one of those sort of bigger long-term survival games until suddenly it's like, everyone move to the middle of the map and you realize that the pace of it quickens and quickens and quickens and it's always over in a half hour, unlike something like DayZ, which could go on for half a day yeah. if you if you wanted to. Or, I mean, it's basically functionally forever. It ha- It's like a mod in the most classical sense where it's like, oh, we're basically taking the framework of this game, but there's this crazy thing that happens right. and like also... What it has that's different than it... Which be- is really cool. Yes, that that's totally true. It, um, it, you can tell that it's not a mod because it actually had... It's very bare bones. It's not like when Daisy first showed up and you could right. feel the cruft of the entirety of Arma right. behind it being sort of pushed away. This feels very much more like uh, a p- point release of an early access game where they're just there are parts of the game that just literally aren't aren't there. But I know what you mean. I think that it having that aesthetic, it almost feels like that's just a signifier for what genre it seats in. The same way that there's a ton of stuff that kind of looks like Minecraft, even though it is in no way derived from Minecraft. I feel like maybe this color palette and this style of person and this style of lighting is almost just like a signifier to put out in your screenshots for people at this yeah. point. Like, yeah. I don't know. I've never played any team matches. I've only played solo because I've only played a few hours of it so far. And I've heard that if you play... If you play it in a team, it's a it's a different experience. I mean, if you're on voice chat with three other people who are in the server, and yeah. Yeah. when you die in the main game right now, you just all die, you can look at real. you can yeah you die for real. You can just I mean you can just look at your corpse, and you can't spectate anyone else. You can't do anything else. So you basically just quit and start a new round. But if you are playing in team mode, you can watch your friends and whatever right. else. But um, even in the couple hours I've played, I feel like I I, f- I feel the the uh, the hand on my shoulder that will just continue to leave, press me into the seat and keep me playing this game forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. the round that you guys walked in on, in which I ended up coming in, like... 23rd? Somewhere in the, mid, yeah. in the mid-20s, in the mid which is which is my best yet out of, out of the 100 people. That round started with me parachuting out of the plane, and um, the parachuting beginning is an amazingly, like, solitary and calm experience, because it starts with, like, the sound <clears throat> of the plane, and then just silence and it gets you know just quiet 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 until you and then it, the game is also is very quiet other than the ambient sounds you'll, you'll like you'll you're the silence is broken first by you like crunching into the ground um well for, you know first it's the it's the plane well, then, the, then the air then the silence of the parachute then you crunch into the ground and then you just hear some some like a you'll hear like a pistol pop in the distance or some footsteps that's like that was my first like five rounds but yeah. this last one 
Uh, I still didn't know how to put clothes on my guy. I hadn't gone to the character selection screen, so I just had like a utility belt and underpants on, and I was parachuting in. And um, right before I got to the building, I looked to my right and saw another naked dude parachuting in from a different direction who had, oh, must have jumped way later out of the plane and then yeah. steered himself to me. And then it was just like... Intentionally, do you think? I don't know. It seemed like he hadn't seen me either because he... Sort of then started to turn around, but we were way too close to the ground. Then we both landed in a like farmland with a house in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And the house was symmetrical on the inside. So it was two naked dudes scrambling <laughs> uh, uh, to the house. I got to the door first, tried to close it in his face, and oh, he man. opened it. And then the, both of us ran into the entry hall. One person went left, one person <laughs> went right. And I could just hear him slamming around in the house, like opening yeah. doors, clearly looking for weapons. Right. I found an assault rifle, yeah. ran into the other room, and then shot him in the head. And it was oh, really man. fucking vile. Wow. But it was like my first like two seconds in that game yeah. were just like this madcap just naked encounter. people scrambling through a house, yeah. swatting each other. That's uh, like a Michael Haneke movie or something. Yeah. Jesus. And then that was the only guy that I killed until I until I was myself killed uh, like 20 minutes later. But yeah, uh, yeah. all of my previous <laughs> rounds have been... Me sort of just like in a very solitary place, then occasionally hearing someone way off in the distance doing something bad. But Nick, you seemed like you had a different experience. Oh, no, I just wanted to say, are you aware that there's a first person mode? Yeah, but it's bad. It's not the first person mode has such aggressive head bob on it that it made me barf. Oh, okay. Uh, um, like not literally, I just, it didn't like make me barf. But you can you can first person pop into the very beginning and you can see all the guys lined okay, up. I just wanted to make plane. sure that you knew that that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, and it's the most it's vile crazy. thing because it's just a bunch of ripped looking video game protagonists all stacked together in a plane yeah. and when you're in the plane together is the only time that all chat voice chat is on oh my god <laughs> so it's like the like 11 year old can you guys hear me shut up <laughs> like that's all that that experience yeah. was and then we all uh disappeared onto the island and slowly killed each other yeah. oh yeah before either Wait, of us is had it actually guns. is it actually that all chat is on or is it just that proximity is on and you can hear everyone because you're right there oh maybe it's that's what you want maybe it's it is like proximity. that i mean you give it can you guys tell me? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I don't know. As you like purge the, it away. The rate at which you leave that plane is like, so fast. It's, that it, it's just, yeah. poof, there'd be no yeah. time. Um, God, the moment when you leave the plane and you can see everybody parachuting and you know that they have some like agents. I mean, like you you have like basically a, a fairly large you can uh, swing window forward, back to kind and of turn. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I mean, like you see the guy like right next to you and you know, I can't land next to him. Right. But maybe he's going to land next to me. Where are you going? Like the mental games that go on in your own head. Like I have a hard right, time like, with this it, game if, on if, my if own. If he because sees it's just, you swinging away, oh, is he going to chase you? Or are you guys both going to yeah, decide to not I, be near each other? The, from like the first minute, I am filled with such a sense of just dread and just mental anguish that I, <laughs> I, I find it really difficult to play this game alone. I, I really want to try playing it like with you guys or something because I can't. I, I just it's not like it's not uh, even the feeling of like someone's gonna find me. It's just knowing that probably what's gonna happen is I'm gonna run for ten minutes, get shot in the head and die. And I just I see it in my head, just like the second I leave the plane, I'm like, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. And then like it's just you know, and then I do so you're that you character. Die. Yeah, basically I'm just like, I don't wanna be here. I just where I, why am I in this place? It's funny like, for me. Oh, I I'm, God, you're like the actual me. person in Battle Royale or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. What yeah. is this? Happening? What is this? This isn't like, cool and fun at all. Yeah, like it's just oh man. I've I've never had a desire to play Rust or Daisy or any of those games because the because I know that the hypothetical 
maximum is basically Long. unreachable and infinite. And if I like, no matter how good or mm. bad I am, there's a chance that I could be in this for four hours, yeah. or I could just be fucking tortured to death or whatever. Whereas yeah. with this, the fact that I know that the moment that I'm killed, like it's over. One, I can bounce, <laughs> and two, like, yeah, you can leave and just re- restart. Or if if I if I make it longer than that, the most I'm going to be playing it is a half hour before I get killed. Yeah, like, that is it, the main I, thing that makes. I found it. I found yeah. it really freeing, mm. and it's like I don't worry about any of the stuff that I usually that I whenever I've tried to sort of put a toe in the water of the sort of bigger, yeah, bigger first person crazy like realism survival game multiplayer things. Yeah, I I lock up in the way that you lock up playing this, which is funny because this is like. I don't give a shit. I'm just like, woo, yeah. I, whatever. We're all jumping out of a fucking plane and there's electric walls. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. To your point, Chris, maybe. I think actually it's, for me, it probably is somewhat the aesthetic of it. That just like, if, it, if that game did look like Team Fortress 2, I probably wouldn't feel the same way about it. But the yeah. fact that it's so like realistic in its tone, just, I, I, think, I think that's the thing that just kind of like... I makes have, me just like, no, oh, I like, mean, I, oh, like someone's going to shoot me with a rifle. Oh, God, my head's going to explode. Like, uh, like huh. it's just, it's, I, no, I find I, it. That is, I mean, that's, that's why when I just yeah. look at it, it makes me want to not play it. But then I like watch it long enough and I'm like, oh, I do want to play this. Yeah. You know, and then I think about it and I'm like, oh, but it looks so like gray and depressing and like I don't yeah. want to again. It's just, I mean, it's dumb. It's a pointless thing in my own brain, but I, I'm definitely very fatigued of games that generally look that have like that look that and yeah. not because not because i've spent so much time on them but become because they are like that look is kind of intrinsically fatiguing to me yeah just which is not a fair like criticism to levy of the game so i'm not it's just something that i have to like struggle against to want to play it oh i didn't i i realized just now that the end of my playthrough where i first sort of slap fought the guy in my underpants till i got a gun yeah ended with me hiding under a bridge which is the part you guys oh, saw yeah. hiding under a bridge for five minutes until the world uh unbeknownst to us initially the place that it chose to start to constrict to was literally where i was hiding under the bridge basically so yeah. i died by way of finally making a run for it, realizing that the world was constricting exactly the way I was running, then having to run up onto the bridge as multiple people in, like, go-karts and vehicles yeah. <laughs> rolled up, and then I was run over by a car yeah. without knowing before that, that there were even drivable vehicles in this video game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's it's a bummer. To, like, I mean, I, I, I kind of... I found, even just through these couple hours, that my tolerance for that aesthetic when playing it is higher than I would have thought having not played I'm a sure game mine like would this be in a long too time. If I just went and did it. Um, the thing that I'm wondering about this, I mean, this game's been, I mean, the mods were surely really popular even though I wasn't involved in any of the games that the mods were in, but Player Unknown Battleground, Player Unknown's Battleground mm-hmm. it's his itself obviously has been blowing up crazily lately, and I do wonder how long it's going to be sustainable or like, I guess what's interesting to me is what choices the developers are going to have to make to keep the game approachable in the way that it is right now when the skill level gets higher. Cause mm. like it's a fixed map. Yeah. There's no matchmaking or anything. Is there? I don't know. I don't believe that there is right now. I think it's just, you just jump on yeah. which regions it, it just pick a server yeah, in North America and, and, fill, like and style, fill me yeah. up uh, or fill it up with, with dudes. Yeah. Like, 
<clears throat> if it continues to be random roll like this, the level of skill is going to go really high. Or like, and and just the people who get familiar with the terrain that feels like it's okay in a Daisy, where the map is giant and the amount of things you can do in it. Yeah, uh, it the game has enough time to live in a round for. W- Obviously, just way more diverse things to happen. Whereas in this game, I mean, they, they're yeah. randomizing the drops, they're randomizing the direction the plane goes, they randomize the way the map constricts, and that's going to last for a while. But I think at a certain point, there's going to be a level of player who really understands the travel time between all of the structures and knows mm-hmm. the best place yeah. to angle themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. for at the beginning and stuff. I have a question for you guys, having played this. Um, what does it feel like the game? Is I mean, obviously the game is largely governed by skill. It's right. I mean, it's a game where you run around and you have mm-hmm. to aim at people and shoot them and so on. Does it feel like there is any like a significant proportion of the outcome of the game because of the way the walls work and the napalm strikes and everything that feels like it is governed by sort of chance and chaos? I mean, I feel I was going to say this in response to you, Jay. Okay. I, th- I think I I I I think you're right, but also. I mean, just having played it for a couple of hours, even like I've had a number of experiences where I just happened to run across a guy basically like while he was doing the equivalent of just like taking a leak, like he was just clearly like not looking the right way. And I just shot him in the head with my shitty gun, took his like thousand things like this was guy was like clearly a dude who knew exactly how to play this (laughs) game with a gas mask and just all the shit. And like he just you know wasn't his day. Yeah. Uh, I I mean there I think there is because it's just it's so big and just the way that you run across people in this game can be just so surprising that I think there will probably always be some amount of chance. But I, and on yeah, top I, of that, but yeah, but yeah, you can get very good if, at it. Though. If you want a if you want a pro scene to emerge, which I'm sure a game like this wants, like yeah. there's got to be some amount oh. of fragmentation and and. Yeah. management of your player base. I, think, I suspect in the team modes, I bet it gets really hardcore because sure, yeah. I've seen videos of people who are you know, like, you know, strategizing as a team in, you know, in the yeah. game saying like, all right, all right, we're going to get out of the car right now. Okay, you sweep left, you sweep right. And like, okay, we're going to, we're sitting on this, you know, an- waiting for an ambush and they're just waiting for 10 minutes and, and they see the guys coming and they say, okay, you take the left target. And it's like, I think that's when it's going to get really You extreme. think that like formalizing teams and having ranked le- ranked groups and stuff like that? I also think that might be more fun to watch, you know, in the same way that like watching oh, I think a team as a of spectator, Dota players that would be really would cool. Be, I mean, yeah. it'd be, I, it would be after you've watched enough of it, that would be the thing that would last. I think yeah. it's fun to watch the the all f- like free for all as well. But once you've watched a lot of it, then that's the point at which like just the random chaos is not going to sustain yeah. your watching interest. But the thing that I was thinking about just in general is I was thinking about just the notion of well-tuned multiplayer games and that any game that is sort of sufficiently skill-based and well-tuned is going to almost definitionally end up not being fun for most people because you're most, you know, like half of the people pretty much like statistically are going to lose half the, you know, are going to lose each game. And obviously like the ideal situation is to have a, it's for a developer to create a game with a just ongoing 50% win rate, right? So you win half your games and lose half your games and are constantly playing against people of equal skills that happens. But like realistically, the more skill-based a game is, the more likely over time that if you're not great at it, you will feel like you're losing a the, lot. This, and, but in a game like this, there's sort of two well, there things. there are 99 losers. Exactly. <laughs> there's, two, there's two things that work against that, right? Yeah. One is that there are... Um, there are 
elements of just sort of wacky, chaotic randomness because of the way the game works that um, make that sort of less of a sort of feel less personal, I guess. Yeah. And then also, yeah, as you say, only one person actually wins. Like, I'm sure that the people who consistently are the number one winner probably are going to be okay. the really good yeah. people for the most part. Who it, gives can, you, it gives you a lot of goals in the mid-tier, Exactly, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, actually, I just realized the other reason why this game fills me with a dread, which is that I like to win, and I know I'm not <laughs> going to ever. Like, maybe occasionally. That's why you, do, but like, you should yeah. start playing team, because yeah. if someone on your team wins, yeah. you collectively feel like you I, I think. I, I think I think that's going to be the version. Because for me, I don't give a shit if I win. But being yeah. like, oh, you know what? My first time in, I I like kind of lucked out into the top fifty, and I was like, okay, I got a little taste. Yeah. Then all of my rounds after that, until the one you guys watched, uh, which were all still on just totally random pub servers, I was you know way down in the seventies. Like uh, one round, I got shot five minutes in, but it was like, okay, well, I know because I occasionally have some outliers that are higher yep. up that gave me a taste of what it's like to be in the longer round. Like yep. that. Zero to a hundred leaderboard giving you something to constantly strive for. It feels like if that can be matched with some sort of smart internal ranking that will slowly step you up onto yeah. onto servers where the band of zero to a hundred puts you somewhere in the mid range and gives you the ability to reach yeah. higher, but also gives you the ability yeah. to sort of tumble down a little bit. They could did, they could make a good balance. Yeah, I did want to say though, Chris. I think I think that. I think the best you can do probably is, is get number talk, one talk, every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. This is me talking about out of my ass because I've never made a game like this, but like having played a lot of them, it feels like to me the best you can do is to mitigate the um, the sort of level of unenjoyment of, of losing in, yeah. in those games. Like for me, when you play Dota and you know you're going to lose, and you know it's going to take 30 minutes to lose. That is the sort of um, worst-case scenario, I think, right, for a game right. like this. Um, and I guess in, in this case, when you lose, you're just done, and you go on to another round. And I feel like that's nice. You never feel like you're out of it. You know, well, There's always so a chance that you're going to be the last yeah, guy as so long as you're alive. Um, but I, but you're talking about in terms of skill. I wish there were ways to stay engaged on the server that I died in, mm. and they definitely don't want to let you like they don't want to let you spectate stuff because Twitch exists and because team cheating exists. But like, yeah. if they could like wait thirty seconds and then show me the map and then like just show me replays of where everyone before me died or like anything yeah. to sort of give you something to stay in. I would. But one reason I I brought I up, up for it. One yeah. reason I brought up Overwatch as a comparison point is. Uh, one because I because I think the there's a version of this game in which the kind of wacky conceit of the game could be effectively backed up by um, somewhat more sort of um, imaginative visuals, and I, I don't mean that has to look like Overwatch, but I just mean you know whatever whatever it is. But the other reason that Overwatch keeps coming into my brain is because I think one of the real triumphs of that game is Blizzard taking. Uh, I mean, this game, like Overwatch, is sort of a pastiche of yeah. like past ideas from um, kind of large or mid-sized multiplayer games. And the thing that one of the things that Overwatch did so well was by applying this level of fit and finish to every single part of it, including dying and the way yeah. replays work and all the little sort of personal bests that you're like all of that stuff. It obviously wouldn't be the same as the ones Blizzard made in Overwatch for this game for various reasons. Like you're not going to have, you know, the, the same kind of um, uh, spectator and so on. But just 
thinking of all the different ways yeah. you could add all that crap yeah. onto this game and just especially, make the experience feel constantly dynamic. Especially with the actual vague battle royale conceit. The yeah. sort of notion of there being a layer built on top of it to sort of g- grossly entertain you <laughs> yes. would actually be really cool and, yeah. f- and f- yeah. fun, yeah. I think. And, and and obviously it's, you know, this is, I presume, the team that made this was small and it's based on a mod, so it's not reasonable to expect any of these things I'm saying to just be there. It's an early access, you know, early access small scale game. Mm-hmm. Already insanely impressive what it has managed to do, and the audience it is it is accrued is crazy. But you know, it would be, it seems like the exact right kind of game yeah. for that that sort of treatment that Overwatch got. Yep. I mean, I haven't played a lot of Overwatch, but. I played a bunch of it when it came out. Yeah. You know? I mean, for me, like, like with, with a game like Team Fortress 2, it does a good enough job of kind of making me feel like I'm, even even though my team might be losing, I still feel like I'm in kind of a separate world from that. Like, where if I'm a medic or something, like, yeah. what I'm doing right now is still fun even though yeah. we're losing. You I know? mean, I guess that's kind of a class-based, that's one of the things class-based games have going Yeah, forward. and I guess Overwatch is similar in that respect yeah. where you just you have a job and that job is fun in and of itself outside of the fact that yeah. my team might be winning or losing right now and i guess the question here would be would that overcomplicate the core conceit of this game too right. much yeah 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 i don't know i don't either i wonder if this game i mean it'll one thing to to see is whether this game ends up spawning uh sort of imitators that end up bringing yeah. in more elements from other games like that or not. I mean, they, they're they already talking about adding other modes. Like, they're talking about adding... Other zombies. They're talking about adding a zombie mode, which is an asymmetrical thing where some players spawn in as fast-moving zombies like the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead or, I guess, World like War Z, I guess, has fast zombies. Mm. Um, or what? Doesn't or Left 4 Dead. Dead, yeah. I guess Left 4 Dead has, has the ones that are fast. And those... <laughs> Infected, it's, please. Yeah, you could play as the infected, and the, uh, it sounded like I read some interview where the. I mean, this is all still just being messed with because it's earliest early access, and that stuff isn't even live. I don't think, but yeah, like those characters would not be able to carry weapons, but would be fast and powerful, and maybe have some extra sensory perception. Um, they could, you know, they could tell you're feeling or what you're thinking about. <laughs> They're like empaths. What? Uh, no, sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> I meant, sorry, I meant, like, I meant that like, they could smell about. you or see your footprints or yeah, they'd have uh-huh. some sort of visualization of, they, they talked about those are the sorts of things they're playing with for that class. Okay. Yeah. Whereas other players who spawned as people would have the abilities you currently have where you're kind of just an Arma dude. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really not super appealing to me as a thing. Like I'd rather, I like the, everyone's on equal footing and the only distinctions are who you choose to pair up with. But, I mean, the fact that that exists at least shows that they're willing to totally muck with it, even yeah. even now. Um, sure. Yep. I guess also the first thing they do is a zombie mod, but whatever. That's what people want. It's what people totally want. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep playing this video game. So I'll tell you guys next month how I'm doing. <laughs> it took me so long before I knew you could wear a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you not? Classic Hunger Games scenario, classic Battle Royale uh, character. How do I put my shirt on? <laughs> they didn't tell me. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't tell me. What do I they do? They just they are we allowed they to put our shirts on? Put the shirt on? What's it's the because rules? the character creation screen is choose your face, yeah. choose your skin color, choose your gender, and your hairstyle. And then it's like, 
you've created your character. And then there's a huge button that says play battlegrounds. <laughs> and then there's another button over on the side that's like change your graphic settings. Also put some clothes on if you want. <laughs> so you could just start nude and then all the clothes that you find are off people in the world. Yeah. I wish that they just made everyone start nude. I think it would be better. Yeah, that seems good. I, I mean, think it's if, not like they don't the give you any works. protection, do they, right? I mean, a shirt isn't going to protect you. I don't know if any of that stuff has stats. Um, but know. surely a shirt the doesn't stuff that you protect you from a bullet. Does. I, I don't think, think shirts do. I, I get the impression that the way that they're intending that stuff to go is that if you do well, you get rewards, which add to your sort of default starter arsenal so that you can yeah. have a have a loadout at the beginning. But, man. That sucks. Nude only. I, mean, I don't know if it sucks or not. But. I think that stuff might be cosmetic. Okay. Um, and the stuff mm. you find is the stuff that actually mm. okay. works, but I could be wrong. Do you, do you actually start nude? Or do you no, you start in underpants. Oh. It's, not, it's not like rust. Yeah. yeah. If everyone was diving out of, out of airplanes diving nude, out of plane nude just a parachute. With, uh. a, with a fucking GoPro. And like, <laughs> 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 yeah. It would be cool really fun vacation. if everyone in the game actually yeah. had a GoPro on their head. Like if they just yeah, yeah. a little wonder, further yeah. into the fictional conceit. Yeah, I wonder yeah, how yeah. long until we, there start being sponsorships like that. Oh, their GoPro sponsored that steep game that I. Oh, you weren't here for that. I talked about the game the snowboarding steep, game, which is a snowboarding. Well, it's, oh. it's sort of a winter sports game. Winter but, sports, yeah. But yeah, it's like just an open world. Was that the one with the weird of, living mountain? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It talks yeah. to you. Yeah. Uh, you didn't no. really get into that part when you were talking about the game on the podcast. No, I, I, t- well, I talked about the weird voice, but I didn't. I th- I don't, anyway, you wear a GoPro, and like, it's cool. It's a really good feature. Like, it's just it's recording all the time, and you can just replay and sh- you know share clips and stuff. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so now GoPros need to step it up into new yeah. battle royale skydiving murder festival by GoPro, not affiliated <laughs> with Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. <laughs> you want to take a break? Yeah, sure. This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Squarespace. Hey! Yeah, it is the best, easiest, fastest, most user-friendly and customer-supported way to make your very own professional website, portfolio, blog. Or online store. Wait, it's wow. the be- it's the most customer supported. Does that mean that like you get good customer support, or I, that customers are very like support it and, and embrace it? It's both. It's both. It's both. They twenty four seven customer support, award winning. Apparently, mm. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't qualify those for you, but I, I can very much believe that they would have won an award for their twenty four seven customer support. It's excellent, and. The making a website is extremely straightforward and easy. You pick from some different themes. You can drag stuff around. Um, just go edit the content with a very straightforward what you see is what you get style edit editor. the content. You can edit the content. You can edit the content on your very own website. And if you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code THUMBS mm. when you're ready to check out, you can get 10% off your first purchase. Wow. And you can make all your stuff without putting in a credit card or anything. Um, so you can nice. make sure, yeah, you can make sure you know what you're going to get and that you like it. And then when you do, you just put in offer code thumbs and you get that discount. You print it out. You print it out. <laughs> they print it out. Um, and that's, uh, that's all you got to do. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. You could make a website that embeds the uh, video that Nick is obliquely <laughs> referencing. <laughs> Schneider lens. Look at that horse. Yeah. <laughs> Photo printer. Um, <laughs> what? Yep. If you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code thumbs, you can make a website more coherent than the one we're describing and get 10% off squarespace.com with the offer code thumbs. This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by ProFlowers. Hmm. Yeah, you can send flowers from the internet to anyone. 
Nice. Yeah. We got some pro flowers delivered recently. We were sent some beautiful, beautiful they blooms. They were extravagant, I would say. Yeah. There were a lot of different kinds of flowers in there. My apartment looks all nice now. I know. It's like an instant trick. They sent that... That bouquet that they sent was so big that I ended up splitting it into two vases. So now ah, I have like twice, oh man. twice the floral shit all over my house. It's real good. Double your floral shit <laughs> with ProFlowers. Uh, if you go to ProFlowers.com, click the little microphone icon in the upper right, enter code THUMBS, and you can get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more. They recommend, um, you know, sending these for birthdays, for anniversaries, what have you. I have found ProFlowers to be the ideal thing whenever any kind of mom-related Oh, yeah, blast those flowers up. to your mom oh, all the time. man. She loves it. I mean, understandably, because they're beautiful. I but it is like the input to output differential between the work it takes me and the amount her mind is blown by those goddamn blooms do you think is impressive do you think that there is there probably isn't but maybe there should be a pro flowers api so that you could sort of write uh a small script that would within sort of a random but controlled range send your mom flowers within a random but controlled price uh, <laughs> value just just like, like anytime within you, within you four and seven weeks uh interval your mom's just right. gonna get some flowers at her house that's a good and idea lose her mind yeah and you and can have a few different messages that you that yeah but you, those you kind of are scraping from tweets so they don't make sense but they're kind of funny in an absurd <laughs> way which you know a mom would appreciate i don't really understand the message you sent but they're so beautiful <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is exactly what my mom would say. If I sent yeah. her some like weird Markov chain tweet pinned to, to a beautiful, beautiful flower, gift, she'd be like, like, I don't quite I'll put understand this in the trash this. quietly and put the flowers in a vase and smile yeah. at them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you go to proflowers.com, click that microphone, enter code thumbs, you will get $10 off your order of $29 or more. You can get them scheduled on whatever day you want so they arrive properly. Um, to the place you want them to go. They show up fresh. It's good. They do. They have a little flower food you give them to keep them fresh. They mm. guarantee fresh for seven days. Proflowers.com. Click that microphone. Enter code THUMBS. We're back. Mario time. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. What? Well, I mean, we do a podcast monthly now, which means Mario that we weren't time. able to do Mario time. We weren't able to be around right Right when E3 was happening. Yeah, we kind of just missed it. I was so tempted to do a pod blast, blast yeah. just to talk about Mario Odyssey, but now yeah. we should talk about Mario Odyssey. Okay. Um, that's the new Mario, the new sort of main entry in the Mario series coming out on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 3D platformer. It looks like Mario 64 or Mario Sunshine or something more than Mario Galaxy. Like, the worlds are not right. spherical. They seem like it's just sort of big worlds. Uh, but the... Well, there's a lot of things in it that I'm actually excited about that maybe uh-huh. I can talk about uh, in a moment. In a moment, the the biggest feature of this game, as in, like I think Nintendo announced this back when they did a, a Switch un- unveiling, but they got really into it in E3, is that Mario can take his hat off. What do you guys think? <laughs> Mario could take his hat off and his hat seems to be a weird living character that he can throw like a boomerang and like do some little like trick moves with and stuff but he can also chuck it at many enemies and objects in the world and 
possess them. Okay, so I thought is though, it I thought it was that when he takes the hat off and puts on something else, he disappears. Yes, and then... that's what I just said. He can possess okay, it. Okay, you okay. Can, I think you can do other stupid little tricks with the hat as well. But the biggest feature of the hat but so, is you throw it at a thing, yeah. and then Mario goes whoa and turns into like a like a ghost image of himself gets sucked into that creature. So like the video that they showed was a huge T Rex stomping around. Yeah. The player throws the hat at it. Then the T Rex is wearing a hat and has a mustache, mm-hmm. and you control it. So. And then okay. when you leave it... Or you say you you control it or you can troll it? Uh, both. Uh-huh. I mean, well, I think basically... Mario is a troll. Okay. The I mean, e- we, that has been established. The end of all of these experiences, when Mario leaps out of these creatures, they don't return to their own life. They just disappear into a cute cartoon puff of smoke. So I don't think that you're really trolling it, given that you that killed true? it. Yes. Is that true? Really? Okay. So what the fuck? Does Wait a Mario even exist? That's what I'm asking right now because you said that the hat is a character, but is the hat not just Mario? Yeah, the hat is Mario. But 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 if it if Who's it was the weird though, fucking goblin was, troll that being inhabited by Mario okay, but it, most of the time. If What's it was, that guy's story? If it was, he would disappear in a puff of smoke, right? He does when he puts it on someone else. But he comes back. But he comes back yeah, that's just somehow. The shell that's just the hat that, torturing him. Okay, for sure, right? Mario so Mario is just a chosen puppet. That just was possessed by this hat. I, I don't know. I mean, I think Mario is the hat, and what okay. this like this fucking little bulbous piece of shit that he runs around as is some hapless. Is he a victim? Victim. Yeah. Some plumber who got possessed decades. Oh, look at this ago. hat. <laughs> yeah. Well, End of fucking life. That's, so, just so, like, so the opening fucked. of this game will be like four hundred years ago, and you see sort of <laughs> the hat as this sort of just goes, and then subtitles show up that say. There are times when I need a permanent vessel. I cannot just jump from body to body. Uh, I need someone to, you know, some yeah. place in which I can live during the in-between. And then you just see, like, <laughs> Brooklyn, New York, la, da, 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 but like Goblin, New York, where weird car- bulbous cartoon people live. Uh, and then the hat lands on that guy. Is it true or is it just one bulbous cartoon person? Is Mario the only mean? one? Well, because he walked, because remember in the original trailer, he walks around and there's normal people. And yeah, well, I said Brooklyn, New York, Chris, uh-huh. uh, which in, uh, you know, Mario and Luigi, uh-huh. those guys have their own look and like Wario and Waluigi yeah. and to a certain degree, Princess Peach, they all kind of have like the look of being weird they're, they have yeah. their proportions Peach is a lot closer to a person but still not quite she is yeah, um, yeah but then but then, then there's the city of, of New Donk City oh that's true where regular humans live uh, that's, that's true that's true you're right in this universe Brooklyn is populated by weird fucked up homunculi and New Donk City is populated by normal humans by normal humans who Mario can possess and then make disappear and by Mario, I, of course, mean the hat. The hat. Well, you know what's funny is that you're right. It's been happening for, like, tens of millions of years. I The dinosaur thing is is a weird callback to the earliest era of the hat in which who that was all there was to possess was a bunch of fucking dinosaurs. And that baby Mario. Is baby Mario that old? I no. mean, baby Mario exists in Yoshi's Island. Is Yoshi's Island prehistoric? I mean, it's a place called Dinosaur Land. We don't know. Maybe we're yeah. learning new things. Yeah. Maybe Mario. <laughs> so, so, hmm. <laughs> so baby Mario. So he maybe the hat like manifested itself as a baby first. 
in, di- maybe, in dinosaur times. Maybe when the hat is wearing you, you age very slowly. Oh, it's like and the so ring. Baby it's Mario, like Lord of the Rings or something. Baby Mario basically grew up into hmm. Mario over the course of 65 million years. Yeah. I, 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 I buy that, I guess. Yeah. It's basically, it essentially freezes time, but not quite. It just moves so incrementally slowly that it's Im, uh, not, it's imperceptible. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I don't. I don't really know. Like, here's so. I mean, it seems really intrusive. It seems like a penetrative act. What Mario does to people. It's weird that that's just like how he lives. Yeah, it's really strange because like Kirby, Kirby, his power is to eat someone yeah. and then gains their power. Yeah, but he can spit them back out and then they sort of go oh. Uh, but you know they they they're like yeah, they're they're back. Yeah. Whereas Mario annihilates. He people. just yeah Mario. Yeah. Like there were a lot of goofs made right around the time Mario Odyssey came, uh, that imagery at E3 came out. They were like transposing images from Twin Peaks yeah. with Super Mario Odyssey, and it's not inaccurate. Yeah, the, there's the a darkness sort of, at the heart of the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, uh, it's. I feel like this this ties in so well with Mario as like uh, ruler gr- of yeah, yeah, as sort of creeping gradual. Oh overlord. yeah, no, the the idea that people slowly are like, holy shit, it's the hat. Yeah. But like, if we take the hat off, does he die? I, there's, there's got it. There's got to be some like special status for the Mario for Mar- vessel. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. like, he's the one that the hat can come back to over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, what was the story at the very beginning of that? Is he like, is he corrupted? Like, you get by like, the, is it like a Lord well, of the Rings did he thing? Originally, possess Wario? No, 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 no. I think Mario as a baby. So had, where does Mario Odyssey? I think he Odyssey, was born with that hat on, where, and I think he. Just, <laughs> where does Mario Odyssey sit relative to the the rest of the Mario? It's canon. It's if my, it's pre Wario, if it's it's my hope that Mario Odyssey is like the tipping point. Maybe the hat doesn't. Okay, so wait. This works with Mario not aging sort of normally. Instead of just aging normally, he he is physically corrupted, right? The hat sort of like over time reflects. His, his exterior reflects oh, so you, his so you think that, that you think that he turns mm. into Wario yeah. because it's the hat. Yeah. So it's like it's like he like uh, is like Kotor becoming a dark Jedi and getting sort of veiny and stuff because yeah. his choices are slowly yeah, turning yeah, yeah. into evil. His mustache gets all zigzaggy. That, I would posit then that Luigi was given the good hat, and that's why Luigi just remains unchanging for the entire mm. time, even as Mario gets corrupted you mean and brings just in and a brings. Hat? But it still keeps him unaging and sort of helps him see Mario for what he is. But that's why Luigi stands to the side when he gets swapped out with, like, Waluigi, who gets brought in from nowhere. I was totally right that Mario is a fucking capering goblin troll. He's fucking Gollum. Yeah. Yeah, No, he's he's just Gollum. He's Gollum. So uh, Waypoint at E3 talked to Nintendo about Mario Odyssey. Yeah. And... um, here, here's some key questions from this interview that they had with a with a Nintendo representative. Oh, okay. I should actually look up who it is. Uh, Kenta Motokura, and I don't know what his role is at Nintendo, but he was allowed to speak on behalf of the company. Okay. So this is official Nintendo news about right. this stuff. This uh, is sanctioned speech. This is, yeah. Mario uses his hat to attack uh, in the game. I think his name is Cappy. Is the hat alive or is it just a weapon? Nintendo. He is alive. Oh, no. For the hmm. first time, Mario evolves in a world where there are humans, and we see Mario is really different from the other people in New Donk City, uh, for example. Is Mario human? Mario is human. Really? Why is he so different? In the world, there are many different types of people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the rest of the answers in this interview are like paragraph long explanations and excitement about stuff but then this guy is just like the hat is alive no he is alive the hat is alive and is gendered the yeah. hat is is male and is alive mario is a human but he's like a different type he's just one of the many sorts <laughs> finally as we don't see many pipes in the game is mario still a plumber in the january promotion that we uh, that, that we saw mario jumps out of a manhole so i think he's still doing his job As we know, the principal activity of plumbers is to jump in and out of pipes and manholes. He's definitely doing a great job. Yeah, I I feel like though Mario Odyssey is increasingly why that's probably why the hat chose him. Right, his profession allows him easy access to people's homes and civic infrastructure without well, suspicion. Also, also, <laughs> also in Gollum fashion, I mean, he's sort of hiding underground, you know what I mean? Like, he's just like... That's true. You he know what I mean? Just like pipes, covered in places, filth and just, you damp, know... Damp, yeah, moist yeah. places. Mm-hmm. Mario spent a lot of time sleeping in his in the Mario Brothers plumbing van after that hat <laughs> took him over. Yeah. Making a weird nest out of newspaper God, and so his own spit. Yeah. So probably, probably, probably Mario is not 65 million years old. Probably just the He's probably 64 million years old, Chris. Well, no, I just mean like this, the current shell, the current plumber Mario shell surely was chosen in the, in the relatively modern era. Oh yeah. I'm sure though that, that it first realized its weakness of not having a vessel thousands of years ago. And you could sort of trace back through the eras, all of the different people who have worn the hat. Yeah. Then. It's like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Oh, cut. Leonardo uh, yeah. da Vinci, uh, <laughs> the Pope, you know, yeah. p- classic Pope. figures granted with extraordinary power. <laughs> yeah, who need to feed on enemies mm-hmm. by possessing them and then returning back to their hosts. Yeah. Napoleon. <laughs> Mario. Mario. Anyone with cool hats. These universes yeah. could finally be crossing over in, when Mario enters the uh, Ubiverse in Mario and Rabbids. Oh, you're right. Uh, so hopefully, you know, right. if you see that hat sort of skulking away in that game, you'll know yeah. what it means. Yeah. It means that it'll be making an appearance in Assassin's Creed soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably it'll show up as a fucking, like, Steam pre-order bonus. Oh, yeah. Wear the Mario hat in Assassin's Creed. It will not. As your guy... <laughs> I could see it happen. possess other people. Maybe on the maybe if if one of the Assassin's Creeds comes out on the Switch, yeah, then it, then it would. The same way that there's some Zelda stuff that's showing up in the uh, Switch Skyrim port. Yeah. Mm. Genuinely though, Mario Odyssey looks great. I'm really excited about it. It looks like um, Nintendo seems to be embracing just making spaces bigger. Like Mario Odyssey, it ha- it's got the sort of it, it seems like they're combining some of the sort of open open bigger space attitude and sort of player directed stuff that they've that they did in Breath of the Wild with the Mario 64 structure like Mario Odyssey still has you know l- discrete zones that are like this one when you walk into this transition you're now in the desert yeah. but instead of it being the sort of Mario 64 style that they set where you would just the where the level would sort of reorient itself for the one shine that you're going after mm-hmm. there's just i guess a ton of those sort of quest objects in the world at a time and you can pursue them in whatever order you want and the paths overlap themselves to the point that like if you go into the desert space there's like pyramids that you can go inside that have challenges but you can sort of weave back out of them and then you're back out in the overworld and there end up being within like even within sort of the desert area there's fast travel points that you unlock so you can jump all around inside of it like it seems it seems like they're trying to make the game more about 
using the Mario mechanics to explore and sort of weave in and out of a bunch of little areas that have strange things going on in them as opposed to it just being a ton of tiny levels and like that seems good. Yeah. Um, also, I saw I saw one video that made me decide that I have to stop watching Mario Odyssey spoilers. I'm now very on board <laughs> with Mario Odyssey. Got, got that fucked up hat stuff and also it looks like it's just a good Mario game. Uh-huh. Um, you played Mario Galaxy, right? Oh yeah. I you know how it had completed it, it had levels. It had levels in them that would either be in part or in majority, sort of a simulated two D Mario game right. where like you'd be inside of a pill and you'd sort of be weaving your way around the outside, but it was played like a two D game where yeah. like gravity would reverse if you jump too high, you'd sort of flip up onto the ceiling. This game has that in the demo that they showed at E three, but it's way more explicit about it in a way that's aesthetically super explicit ugly. About what two D. Like, you oh, walk stuff, into man. a wall, and Mario literally pops into his original 8-bit Super Mario Bros. 1 oh, sprite, okay. and the music transitions into being chiptune music. And they've what, gotten really into that stuff recently. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, they did that in the, in the Zelda a, game on the 3DS, where you could sort of do 2D right. stuff on the wall. Right. But this, it feels like they've committed to it to a degree that is crazy, because you'll, you'll go onto the wall, and the camera follows it like a 2D side-scroller, yeah. but, you know... If it's on a complex shape like a cylinder, the camera will sort of bend around it and stuff. But if you get to a point in the level where the wall takes a hard 90-degree turn and the 2D stuff stops, you just jump out of it into 3D, but so do any other enemies that were inside that level with mm. you. So, like, ah. the level was one of the ones where there's just, like, giant platform or, like, giant poles that, like, launch 15 bullets at a time. And you're sort of, like, you know, the, the Mario levels where you're – the 2D Mario levels where your job is sort of just to dodge the crazy waves of bullets – when I in the video I saw the guy jump out of the wall and he was being pursued by like a ton of bullets and the person who was playing it clearly was like whoo I escaped and then they pop out into 3D and then they can chase you on all axes the way that the 3D like Mario 64 bullets do wow and like yeah jumping off a wall then ending up just sort of on a floor and running around on a huge platform as the camera follows you like Mario like 3D Mario games do but all of the enemies just retain their pursuit but gain the understanding of yeah. death yeah like it was. It was really impressive that just seeing that one little detail was. And the Nintendo Reps at E3 said this game, this game largely came out of doing a ton of sort of game jam style prototypes. And they've clearly Nintendo feels like it's recently had a generation switch almost mm-hmm. internally. Like I feel like you mean in terms of leadership on game. Yeah. Like and stuff? all of the guys who are like classic Nintendo guys are really old. Some like uh, Iwata passed away. Yep. Like, and also, I it's I get the impression that Japan, along with the rest of the world, has had has had an increasingly sort of vibrant indie game scene, but we just don't hear about it as much. I don't think, um, other than a couple things that break out. But it really seems, from what Nintendo was saying at E three, like they've scooped a lot of those guys up, and oh, now they're just sort of that's cool. Like they said that they just prototyped zillions of weird ideas, and then their end their sort of overall result was oh. Maybe we, how many of these can we actually just put into the game and find ways so that you find little pockets of the world and you do dumb things? That's either going to be really, really, really tiring, or it's going to be really cool. Just sort of yeah. what yeah. if? What if you give everyone the classic, like basically most foundational three D platforming move set that exists, which is Mario's? Yeah, and then you can mess around with it so that if a player walks into this like fifty cubic meters, they get to do something weird, mm-hmm. um, and then they sacrifice their soul to possess a dinosaur for a <laughs> malicious hat demon. Yeah. So that's I'm I'm excited about that video game. I like the idea of Nintendo sort of building up a farm team to have 
you know, just sort of inject more ideas into a, um, a franchise like Mario, which sort of has increasingly over the last few generations been sort of the canvas for painting new mm-hmm. um, platformer-centric ideas. I will be especially glad, though, if, you know, it's been so... They're, they're, Nintendo, for the duration of its involvement in video games, really established its key franchises very early on and has essentially been building on all of them for, what, like th- over three decades now. Yeah. Um, and that is really cool. I mean, all... I mean, Mario, Metroid, Zelda... Um, I guess are the sort of the big big three, but like the, they've all had incredibly fascinating and like really impressive evolution over the course of all of them. But it's also like any new Nintendo franchises that aren't those tend to have really short, like relatively short arcs comparatively, mm-hmm. you know, or just not just not get that same like treatment over time. And if there if there's actually like really a significant generational shift undergoing in Nintendo, it feels like it could be really cool and exciting to see what that means over the next, like, ten years. Yeah, I know. Like, seeing seeing the jump that Breath of the Wild took, like, that feels like a lot of the ideas in that game would not come in unless... I mean, it would be an, inc- an extraordinary ability to look outside and change every single thing that you're doing and have the same old team build that game. I feel like that yeah. game feels like even if the leadership was the same, the actual team that's building it came in with a r- sort of revitalized sense yeah. of ideas and if that's also happening in Mario, yeah, I hope that those people get cultivated inside of that and then are able to sort of like spread out like spores into the company and hopefully yeah. plant a bunch more seeds, which I'm saying Pikmin 5 confirmed. <laughs> but yeah, it in the meantime, it's cool just to see the mainline Nintendo franchises feeling like they're getting a really yeah. fresh breath of life for the first time in a while. I mean, mm-hmm. I get Mario Galaxy was a was a big deal, but it 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 felt especially in Zelda like it was just like a decade since they had really done anything like this. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now you can possess a fucking dinosaur and kill it, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick, you've been playing lots of video games. I, I have. Hear. Uh, yeah, I was going to talk about a bunch of games, but actually, I think maybe I'll save some of it for and, what next uh, month. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess. Just not, talk but, about it. Well, well, what no, is I your mean, most potent? Yeah, I'm going to take. I'm going to. Well, if anybody wants to hear me talk about Rust, then like be a Patreon backer or something and ask me about that because I had some stories from Rust that I could I could tell, but they're a little long. I'm going to talk about this weird ass game that I played that I, I think people are aware of, but I don't think many people actually are playing because I I don't know if it was well reviewed, but it's Friday the Thirteenth. What the game? Official game? Yeah, have yeah. you heard of this? No. I have, okay, but I haven't played it yet. So I was curious. Uh, Who yeah, made it? I don't know. Um, Here, I'll look it up. Yeah, we can look it up. But this is a an asymmetrical multiplayer game, right? Where you're either teens wow. or Jason Art Voorhees. Board. Yeah, you wow. load into a map. The, the maps are you know based on the films. You know, you've got Crystal Lake, and I'm not really well versed in the Friday the Thirteenth lore. But anyway, yeah. it's camps and stuff. The game begins, you are <laughs> sort of randomly either a teen or if you just win the die roll, you're Jason. Oh, man. And this is the de- this is Ilphonic, the game developer founded by Raphael Sadiq. Oh, Do you guys remember? I remember yeah. when they founded like a decade ago. Yeah. And I don't I don't remember what they ever even did. They they made Friday the 13th the game. Yeah. It's yeah. Like 10 years. Oh, my uh, God. They're one of the companies working on Star Citizen. Oh, interesting. Among other things. Interesting. They made a game called Nexuiz. Which I, I remember when that was announced, but I don't really think yeah. it really was a thing. And then they made Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric for Wii U. 
Weird. Uh, anyway, okay. Whatever. Yeah. Weird. What a, a funny studio. company to come back from. Yeah. Not having thought about it in a long time. Yeah, but they made this game Friday the Thirteenth. Is it multiplayer only? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and so yeah, you're either a teen or you're Jason. Um, and I, it's it's more interesting than it has any right to be. Like you, that's as, a setup that I've been waiting for people to actually try and do yeah. justice forever because it seems like yeah. It's obvious, it's right? Just it's there. just a it's fucking just great there. concept. Especially once things game. like Daisy started showing up, where it's like the, just yeah. that sort of f- fragility of life versus one slow lumbering superpower. Yeah, they. I think they got surprised by themselves. Like I think they they definitely didn't realize that this game was going to be as good as it is, or like <laughs> that people would actually want to play it because they, they're they're sort of scram- They're in that sort of like. Not early access. So like, I don't know if it's early access or not, but, but they're just like, oh, shit, we got to update this. Oh, think, we know it's bad right now. But it like, hit bigger than they expected. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it is, it, it's interesting. Like, I mean, you, it seems like conceptually like what's in the water right now. Yeah. I mean, you. That's Jason. <laughs> Jason jumping out of the water oh, man, as a weird vine-covered baby. Well, well, I'll get to that. <laughs> I'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, you play as a teen. You're in a camp setting or whatever. Um, you you at the start of the the round you are separated from all the other teens in the in the way that like you would be in the movie when you just happen to be like in a cabin with your boyfriend or something and then everyone's over here and right. then this person's over there and um and uh, as a teen like I mean your goal there's a timer that that starts at the beginning of the round um and uh essentially your goal is to escape um and uh, before Jason kills you obviously um. And there are just a number of different ways you can do that. You can call the cops, and then the cops take some time to get there. And then once the cops are there, you can kind of make your way to the cops, and then you've escaped. Um, but in the time in which, th- like, you're just scrambling around at the beginning of a round, it's crazy because, one, your, like, standard walk is incredibly pathetic in the way that, like, a horror film would depict somebody just kind of, like, yeah. just being an idiot. Um, <laughs> any noise you make just, like to Jason is represented as a visual like he can just see everybody right and and so like you can't make a lot of noise you're kind of scrambling through um through this camp looking for anything like um like weapons and stuff and you know that you're not going to be able to really kill him you can just hold him off um and uh and yeah like you know as the round progresses Jason kills people you hear them being killed all the uh, voice chat is done locally, so if you're next to somebody, you can hear them talking. But if uh, you know if you're not, uh, then you're screwed, right. and you can't really coordinate. Um, and then there are just sort of other various mechanics, like there will be like broken down cars, and you have to find the gas can to fill it up, and then the battery for the car, and then finally you can drive it and escape that way. Um, there are mechanics in the houses themselves, like you can board up or like you know brace doors and just try to. Can hold. you build traps? You can build traps. Good. Um, they that's, don't obviously kill Jason. That's but an essential piece, though. Yeah, you can call a guy. Once one person has died, you can call like your buddy uh, f- from the town over or something, and he comes with a shot, a double barrel, double barreled shotgun, and uh, he gets one shot, and if he hits Jason. It's like got a high chance of him being killed in the way that ah, like right. the movie might end with so, like, like the, the guy who's in the very end. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's just a lot of good shit like so that. So what is yeah. the what is the beginning of a round like where in the movie the teens would not suspect 
yeah. the existence of Jason. So this is there are some things that I wish they had done differently. This is one of them. Every round begins with a cutscene where you're just around a campfire, and then Jason just walks up, and everybody just runs away. It's it's really silly because it's not like what what actually happened in these films. Right. Like, but I he guess would just they slowly they're in a, start they're, picking they're people in a off rock and a hard between a rock and a hard place with that, right? Because, because you have to establish, you have to establish that, that he's a problem. Oh, and if you don't establish Jason's there, yeah, all the see, human Jake players. Already, yeah. If they, the if they started playing, with every, if, if you were all I starting, I want to be paired up. No, oh, but what I was gonna say is you oh. all start as teens. Yeah, and then one person just gets a Jason who guarantees cutscene. Jason spawns behind you, eviscerates you, and yeah. you scream. Oh, and then yeah, everyone yeah, else good. hears the first kill, and right. then that person is so Jason one for the rest of the game. Just uh, doesn't get the play. Yeah. Oh, that person's that's, Jason. That's, that's yeah. a good idea. That's brilliant. If the game just picks one random person and you just like get drilled through your chest and look down and see a gross first person death, and then you're Jason. So smart. And you'd hear that echo out across the lake, and then it'd be like first blood, and you're like, oh shit, okay, it's go, it's going now. Yeah. That's a good idea. Damn. Please, Chris. Okay. Oh, uh, sad, wow. sad confession of when I was a younger dork. The first like fake game design doc that I ever wrote was like, what if there was a f- '80s slasher multiplayer asymmetrical game? Like when I first, <laughs> I was in my tw- like early twenties. I think I was like, so I was still old, but it was like when I first heard yeah. that Unity existed and that anyone right. with a Mac could make a 3D game. It's yeah. like, oh, this is totally the game I'll make, not knowing anything about anything. But this game is like. Is that? Yeah. It sounds like um, obviously some things are different. But yeah. That, that stupid idea was one that I had then. That's that's really, <laughs> that's really good. Um, so I will just I will just briefly describe my experience, uh, and it was insane. Oh, so good. I played this game on my television using an Xbox controller, but it was the PC version of the game. Yeah. So right off the bat, I was fucking myself the hardcore in a way that I didn't. No. By what are you gonna blame? Like the micro lag or something? What's no. Happening? Okay. So so here's what happened. And it was it, fuck. Oh god. So I I was playing as teens and just not knowing what the hell I was doing and dying a lot and that was fine and I was enjoying it. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, one round I was Jason at the beginning of the round yeah. and I just immediately panicked. One, I hadn't read the tutorial or anything. <laughs> I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So when you start as Jason, you have four powers that you can use. Um. I still don't really understand all of them. I know one of them is you can open up the map and instantly teleport to you a location. You would need that. You would need it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that makes sense. I mean, Jason, I, I don't think he runs faster than teens. Uh, That's at, true of the movies. Yeah, yeah. Jason's, yeah. Jason's yeah. slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you need that in order to actually catch anybody. Right. So here was my experience. One, when you're Jason, you can hear all of the voice chat all the time. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> you can hear everything. So oh, no. I'm Jason, and I'm walking around. That might not be true. It might just be that I was around everybody. Can you guys hear me? So here, here's <laughs> Shut what up. happened. Here's what happened. <laughs> I was Teen sort simulator. of running around, ambling around as Jason with my stupid axe, just kind of yeah. bouncing around. I saw a teen. I chased the teen. I didn't know that I had a power to, like go after them and so I was just slowly running after and so what I heard on voice chat was oh he found me guys he found me wait a minute oh Jason Jason haha Jason's an idiot oh Jason you're bad oh you suck Jason 
Oh wait, okay guys, okay guys. Jason really sucks. So here's what we're gonna do. He's really a piece of shit. God. He doesn't. He doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, we're gonna go get the battery. No, no, no. It's fine. No, like people started writing. Other people. He's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Jason's an idiot. Jason, you stupid piece of shit. Ha, ha, ha. No, I'm just like this the whole time. I'm just fumbling with the controller because like to hit the point on the map. To like teleport, you have to click on it with your mouse normally, but on the controller <laughs> version. So I'm just teleporting all over the fucking place, like just like behind a tree. Like I'm just missing them all the time. I can't catch anybody. So they're just like, oh, he doesn't know how to use his powers. Oh my god, Jason, he's so stupid. Yeah, man, it's fine. We're gonna get out of here. All right. Oh, I'm escaping. All right, bye guys. Uh, uh, uh. And so eventually, like, I get to so bleak. I get to the point where I'm I'm running running after this teen and like I think I ran after her for 10 minutes like she was just she was like the guy on the other end was just like oh you can't you can't catch me haha ha, look at him he can't, he's, he's you're gonna get me oh no I dodged to the left oh Jason oh you idiot like it went on so long they were just taunting me and then it just of course he just immediately like runs the cops and the game is over and they're like ah Jason you're so shitty you fucking suck bye god that's why you need to come back in part 2 and just wreck them you need to yeah. quickly uh, go on yeah. the internet I, uh, I just immediately like <laughs> oh, you shame quit. That's troll you. Yeah, they were doing the things that the teens actually do to Jason <laughs> yes. Voorhees before he becomes right yeah. a maniacal yeah. killer yeah. who yeah, can destroy yeah. them. Yeah. So you need to really, really like bone up on no, being a murderer true, and it then did, just wreck did, those teens. It did really make me want to kill some teens. <laughs> Size being a this shitty is the Jason. Most successful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actual. No, yeah. It put me in the it put me right in the yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. You mm-hmm. felt the rage that he must feel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Being anyway. mocked by teens. <laughs> Shitty Jason. <laughs> God, that's amazing. Yeah. Anyway. So that game's the game. Oh, I, I need to play more of it. I, I, I literally, my experience was a couple of rounds of being a teen, and then that, and then I was like, <laughs> oh, teens! <laughs> just Because it was just, they're actual teens I'm playing. I'm so That's the other thing. It's like teens playing <laughs> yeah. teens, just taunting me in the way that they would yeah, in like fucking middle school. And I, yeah, and I'm like a 32, 33 year old. I don't even know how old I am. His, into his headset, just. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I did want a voice. I, you can't speak as Jason, but I did want to be like, that "Oh, was, you stupid no, teens!" That would not have helped. No, that I would know, not have helped. That would have been worse. If your no, voice, I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna definitely <laughs> yeah, get you. Just Larry David as yeah. fucking. If the volume like, level out of your mic just got translated into aggressive breathing through like the sack <laughs> over his head, it would be very good. Yeah, yeah. just proportionate to if how you fucking teens. <laughs> I mean, you know, the end He's result really of it. He's really mad, guys. He's really mad and stupid. <laughs> they can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> what I was actually playing was the Home Alone game because they kept laying traps for me. Oh, no. They would go into houses, <laughs> lay a trap. I would, like, you can chop down doors with your right, axe. Right. I would chop down the door, get my foot stuck in the trap, and they would go, ah, ha, ha, and they would run away, jump through the window faster than I can, like, follow them. Yeah. And it was just, like, it, it was murder. <laughs> It wasn't actually. That's no, 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 does zero. this game have yeah. a good Steam Workshop support? If so, oh man, I don't know. Idle Thumbs presents Michael Jordan statue or Michael Jordan cardboard cutout yeah, on yeah. train oh, trap. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be good. That'd Wet be really Bandits good. edition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth with Joe Pesci <laughs> is what that would be called, I believe. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, man, that's really good. Yeah, really happy about that. Yeah, I, I was happy about you it, but also sad about it. it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's so good that that exists at all. It's yeah, good that that was thought through and actually shipped. Thing. I guess yeah. it was a Kickstarter game. 
Yeah, it's on all platforms now. I think, or yeah, it's, it's coming to all PC, platforms. Yeah, uh, PS4 and Xbox One. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know if the game's good. I, I just uh, that I moment. Can, uh, the game is that good. moment was the good. The game is good. I can only vouch for. I mean, oh man. Somebody said that Jason, when when um, Jason goes in the water, he just becomes like Jaws, basically. Yeah, uh, like stuff like that makes me excited. That all to play makes more sense because that's all. Yeah. Like, I mean, yep. The being able to teleport, also being able to be mysteriously aggressive when underwater, like those are yeah. the things that you would need to give that player character to let them create Friday the Thirteenth moments yeah. out of s- systems. Yeah, man, it looks like the reviews are very. Middling, they're yeah. middling. Yeah, Espe- it's that's apparently it. very buggy, especially on consoles. So. I I think that's again like they. It seems like an Im- outrageously ambitious thing to try and pull off. Yeah, unless you have AAA money behind you, but no one would AAA fund this game. Well, it's not even necessarily that you need AAA money, but I think making a if you want the an asymmetrical play, multiplayer yeah. game like this, it's just like, I think the skill set to make. A rock solid one of those is just really specific and not yeah. Yeah. something I wonder, that a, any given developer can automatically. I wonder if they achieve. If, I mean, this is a complete speculation because I have obviously not been following this at all. But you mentioning that it's a Kickstarter project makes me wonder if they were under or felt to be under obligation to mm. sim ship yeah. console mm. versions early because this does seem like a game that could thrive on PC for like two years mm-hmm. before it's honed up enough yeah. to actually declare itself a sort of 1.0 and the sort of thing that you could box up and put somewhere else. Sure. But it seems like it would be really hard to make this all play with a, as a small team Yeah, on a ton of platforms. It's just got to be super challenging. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And just on Steam, I think people would be forgiving of fun with jank in a way that you might not be if you paid money to download it off of a, a PlayStation if, Store. Especially if you're not somebody that is... Or like, Xbox Live. If you're just sort of like average consumer guy yeah, who goes like, Friday like oh, Friday the 13th, I know what that is, and download yeah, it. Yeah, whereas with Steam, you can game, do what yeah. something like like Player Unknown Battlegrounds does, yeah. and a lot of Steam games do, and just put a huge warning up that's like, we're still fucking making this, it's fun yep. right now, but like it's a disaster, and people would not care. Right, um, you're totally right about that. Right. Yeah, but who, I mean, that's... Again, like who knows what their actual dev dev process is, but it's mm-hmm. cool that you're ha- that you had fun with it. And it's I yeah, mean, I mean, you made me want to play it a <laughs> yeah. lot, like a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot. I'll, I'll maybe I'll stream it and see if it's actually good. But I it was I did have fun with it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It would be really fun to actually do an Idle Thumbs community play of that, where all of the, where it was us and, oh. and just other random people you, from the forums. Yeah, so like all teens or people who know us. I've mm. seen it. I saw you t- a few YouTube videos where like they did organize something like that. Yeah, that's cool. So, because the yeah. moment that you got random rolled into being Jason, everyone on the server would be like, "No, Jason sucks." <laughs> Once they hear that you're Jason, it would be a disaster. Uh, <laughs> that's all you would hear. Yeah. yeah. How long is a round typically? Um, I think the max is 30. It felt more like an average of like 15. Okay, that's, that's awesome. good. That's, that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It gets right to the chase. You know, I mean, like yeah. people can die within the first couple of minutes. Yeah. So yeah. it seems, I mean, it seems like it's basically act three or whatever of one yeah. of these movies. Mm-hmm. It's when all of the bodies start dropping fast. Yeah, the, the maps end. aren't huge. And in fact, I kind of wish, I mean, again, I haven't played a lot of it, so I don't know, but it is a really t- like constrained play area. And I, I feel like, I feel like this game, like I, I, I'm, I hope that they make more maps and make you know sort of add variables and, and things because it, it just seems like it's such a fertile thing. I mean, they could they could really blow it out. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed what I played. All I can think about now is Jake's proposed no, I know. <laughs> tweak to the opening of each round. It's so yeah. good that one it's person so gets good. a horror movie death. Yeah, and yeah. you could just for each for any given map. I, the game only has one map, I assume. Right it has a few. Oh, has oh a you few. just said it has a few. Yeah. yeah. I guess for each map, what you'd ideally do is have a cutscene for 
any given different person. Mm-hmm. It would random roll which person gets gets totally murdered. Right. And then yeah. you could get that oh, so having good. that happen to you in first person first would also just be really right. fun. Like basically yeah. thinking about like that original Bioshock trailer where you see yourself just get right. drilled That's through that, by yeah. a big Same daddy. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, just having one of those, you're like, oh my god, gross. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Also, yeah. yeah. Uh, that means that I am Jason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, spawning into that and not knowing it, which of you is going to get yeah. get oh, so get well, scared first. The other yeah. thing I like about that too is that it would add kind of like a preparation phase to the game. Whereas right when you start when you start an actual game of this, right off the bat, you Jason could be. Oh, like, that's true. Like right if there was, uh, mm. if the game had like the like two minutes where it's like yeah. set traps, form up into teams, run off into the map. What would be so cool? And about then that? one person just gets drilled. Oh, what would be so cool is wait, that you wait, have why to be, would you be setting traps before anyone gets drilled fictionally? I think well, if that's if you, fair. If the assumption, I think the assumption uh, would one have of the to be. I liked about your thing is that it solves that problem. Everyone's just being teens. Yeah, everyone just gets surprised. Yeah, like, fair you enough. Get surprised before anything happens, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, I don't know what else would you be doing though. I mean, I mean, I guess if you if you just say you can't set traps, all you can do is kind of run around. Either way, I think what's interesting about that is that regardless of how that would work, well, like, the problem with that is then the person who's Jason would know where all the shit is if he was participating. Ah, in, but then you would have to be strategic about it, right? Like that's th- that's why I think this, that's such a good idea is that. As the teens, the first thing, like the most logical thing to do would just be to completely scatter so that when Jason comes, he doesn't have like five people around him that he can just murder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Man, so much of the strength of that pitch, though, to me is that is that it pre- can preserve the fictional conceit that they don't know he's there. Well. Until he is. As a player, you're just, uh, you're screwed on that yeah, front. You're just yeah. going to know. And, yeah. and, and like, you know. I mean, that's probably the, that's the reason why they did what they did. Yeah, they no, just immediately, I, no, I know. Yeah, it makes know. sense. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like more more brainstorming could turn polish this. There's into a, a there's a version curl. of this that gives you everything. Yeah. I think. I think there is too. I think there yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Very cool. Very weird and interesting. What a strange thing yeah. to yeah. exist. Yeah. yeah. Reader mail time. Oh sure. Yeah. Like no. Yeah. A mail. A mail. There's we could do a couple. We could do a couple reader mails. We love them. Let's see here. Well, here, here's actually a quick here's a quick thing uh, from our buddy Nels Anderson, who oh, ho- Nels. hosts Terminal Seven on our our network. He has links to a couple tweets that follow up on um, uh, on the Mario discussion oh, that we're having. Yeah, there is a he points out that there is a cranky avenue. In New Donk City, which mm-hmm. basically basically confirms the donk is donkey. Oh yeah, we um, we talked about this before. Oh, okay. We talked about potentially. Um, oh man, I can't remember the order of all these things, but I feel like we talked about maybe this was like Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Junior's revenge on Mario. Potentially, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember the full, the whole. Yeah. This, but anyway, New Donk City being somehow related to Donkey Kong is very weird given that one, Donkey Kong is canonically, historically Mario's adversary and two, New Donk City is filled with humans. Right. Anyway. Well, and also Pauline is apparently the mayor of New Donk City. Okay. So that's another weird just Mario's like ex-girlfriend. Yeah. From the Donkey Kong Yeah, Pauline is who Mario is rescuing in Donkey Kong? Yeah. From Donkey From Kong. Donkey Kong. From Donkey Kong. Yeah. And then in Donkey Kong, so, t- Don- then Donkey Kong 2, I think, or Donkey Kong Jr., whatever it is, Mario's like an asshole, like, King Kong situation where he has Donkey Kong in a cage and you're playing as Donkey Kong's kid who's trying to rescue him from Mario? 
And then I believe that that Donkey Kong, one of the two of them, grew up to become the Donkey Kong that we know, and the other one is Cranky Kong, or like it's mm. two generations removed. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot yeah. of these two things running in parallel is a seam that we've never fully tapped into. I feel like we might need Danielle uh, to, to fully <laughs> that's true to fully yeah. delve into the into the into like the Donkey the Kong intricacies of the clan yeah, the into Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong continuity. Oh God, what? Yeah, no, I mean you're right. It is Donkey continuity. 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 <laughs> um, Powered well, by fandom. <laughs> here's another question along similar lines. Jacob Harris writes. Uh, hi Thumbs I love your ever expanding discussion on the hidden lore of the Mario franchise and was wondering if there's some sort of other meta story between other characters of the franchise today I stumbled upon the Nintendo Switch parental controls video in which for one shot it shows that Bowser's phone background is a photo of Princess Peach I found this somewhat strange but also intriguing does Bowser have some sort of affection and love towards Princess Peach but doesn't know his own emotions? It reminds me of when a little kid has a crush on someone and they think the way of showing affection is being mean or aggressive. Wait, Bowser kidnaps though. her yeah. all the fucking time because he's yeah. just a stunted idiot who I've always, my assumption has always been that that's just like, that's his you will be like, my bride, yeah, yeah, I yeah. will yeah. kidnap you. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if that's strange. I mean, it's not, giving Bowser a lot of credit there, I think. <laughs> not not so much credit, but like giving benefit him some, of the doubt giving him benefit or, of the doubt like leeway. But yeah. I, right, mm. it's a political kidnapping. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> it's always it's always been intended to uh, <laughs> ransom yeah. uh, Princess Peach for like concessions at the yeah, I don't, like, United I don't Nations like her. I don't like her or whatever. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, right. Oh, mm-hmm. uh huh. Yeah, Bowser. Sure, Bowser. She's your lock screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's when Bowser types Princess Peach into a Facebook post, but it's because he meant to search for her. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, like when you type into a post because you're you think it's a search. Oh, bar, when and you then, oh, yeah, then yeah, it just yeah, yeah, tweets yeah. like Princess Peach. Princess Peach. I'm like, ah, uh, uh, just I thought I was I gonna mock her. To I, I yeah. meant to say something mean. <laughs> God, I saw a really distressing article about mining Google search data. And it's not a good thing to read if you want to believe that people aren't terrible, mm. because wait, it, the people who type things into Google search or the people who mine the data? Uh, the people who type. Th- I mean, the data just reveals like the kinds of things people search for. Oh, it's, there's no way that any of it's good. Yeah, and the the, the sort of like sort of observation of the article was people feel comfortable typing things into Google that they do not feel comfortable saying to other people. Oh, yeah. Like, saying to, like, their therapist, like, just their grossest, like, beliefs or assumptions or whatever. Just, like, yep. go into Google, and it's just possible to just aggregate that information. Yeah, the way, that people, the way that people see the Internet as part of their interiority is distressing. And, yeah. I mean, not only, like, that comes out in Google search history, but also just the way people leave comments everywhere. No, I don't think people true. understand yeah. that they're actually in a public space, that they think that they're still inside of their brain. It's, yeah. It's too bad. Yep. It is a weird, it's a, yes, that is true, and it's weird and gross. And I don't know if it's, like, <laughs> I don't, I can't figure out if it's, like, worse for that stuff to exist or worse for it not to exist, but still secretly be, be like in, their in brain. everyone's heads and poisoning things. Well, it's quietly. been in everyone's heads forever. No, I know, but it's like, does one make the other worse? Like, does it actually make it worse? I mean, probably does. There's make an it argument. Worse there's been an argument going around over the last few few days with various articles. I think there was a New York Times opinion writer who just left Twitter and he linked this other article. Um, anyway, whatever. This is 
What is this, what is this podcast? Anyway, the the, the central argument was that that it, you know it's a chicken and egg thing, but also yeah, the, the the fact that 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 stuff does reinforce itself and then kind of become well. It's interesting. You you have the ability to post things online that you would never post publicly because you know that sort of social norms say that you shouldn't say them. Yeah. But then the fact that you write that down and put it somewhere once, where someone else can find it means that you're like, the norm oh, maybe, itself, it, maybe it is okay. The norm itself falls yeah. down. Because I've seen someone that's, else thinking it and then like that was hundreds of people are like, oh, like we all think yeah. this. We're all, we all think this. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Weird. Yep. Well, on that terrible note, thanks <laughs> yeah, for listening oh to our ostensible video game podcast, Idle Thumbs. You can send us uh, questions or comments about video games to questions at idlethumbs.com. Dot net. Send more Mario hat shit, please. I'll always take that. Yeah, that's fine. Or anything else. But Mostly also, Mario, also hat Mario hat stuff. Yeah. Um, our website is autothumbspodcast.com, and you can find all the places um, that we reside on the internet there. If you like this podcast, tell a friend. Consider giving us a review on iTunes <clears throat> or whatever. If you want to hear us talk about other things that aren't video games, uh, you should check out our weekly podcast, Important If True, Yeah, where people write us strange conundrums or we find bad things on the internet and then discuss them uh, <laughs> until they're until we're made happy or sad by by the conclusions we reach mm-hmm. uh, chris and i are also watching along with season three of twin peaks right now so uh if they're doing a podcast about that twin peaks rewatch so if you want to listen to either of those just go to idlethumbs.net where True. they are on the homepage. yeah we do lots of podcasts now i guess and thank you for listening to any number of them including this one yep. uh, we will be back uh, next month or sooner than that with another Idle Thumbs Ruination cast from our Patreon. Um, bye. Bye. Wow, bye. Uh, wow. Wow. Pretty quick, just abrupt. No. We... People only see us once a month these days, Chris. It's a 76-minute podcast. I think they're fine. Oh, my God. Well, what do you want? Feel free. The microphone is yours. The recording no, is rolling. It's fine. I, I, I love video games. I know you do. I don't know what you're doing. Nothing, (laughs) nothing, nothing. Just edit all that out. It's July 6th or whenever. (laughs) This is Out of Thumbs 309. Or whatever. Yeah, okay. I'm Chris Remo. I'm whatever. No, you're not. Whoever. I don't know. I'm Nick Brecken. Okay. (laughs) You did this. (laughs) Yeah, what... I'm Jake Rodkin. Yeah, I right. did this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Idle Thumbs, you guys. Oh, hey, it's good to be hey, back. We're here hey. to talk about video games. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you said you played like a I did play a billion games. What yeah. if we start this over again? I knew and that was coming. I knew I could see the Jake I could see the Jake rewind. I realized like, what I did. And I, I like, looked around whoop. at the world that I had wrought. Yeah, and I went, no, this you, is a bad world yep. in which I don't want to live. <laughs> this is just uh let's find a new seed <laughs> for this re-roll. For, yeah. Re-roll. <laughs> it's July 6th, 2017. This is Idle Thumbs 309. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Welcome back to Idle Thumbs, the video game podcast. Of your dreams. You oh, it is of your dreams. I've always wished that there was a podcast like this, and now I get to make it. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah? What are the qualities that you have wished for? Um, someone talks about games, uh-huh. video games, uh-huh. video games, uh-huh. video games, uh-huh. video games. Yeah. Oh, we talk about it. And that's about it. Idle thumbs. Right, okay. I well. hope that it would be called that.
Uh-huh. It turned out there was a podcast network named Idle Phones. Right. So this was the perfect was perfect place. home. Yeah. <laughs> you decided to launch it on episode three hundred nine. Just yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's a strange choice. It'll all make sense in time. Once you backport all other 308 episodes, yeah. this this universe will yeah. be complete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that even means, but it, it, it seems like something Back someone port? has said about something. Yeah, you know, data complete. <laughs> <laughs> that joke will make sense once we... Yeah. Once oh, well, we, classic what? meme from once episode... We, once we go episode back and two. invent and record an yeah. episode, you know, about 30 or 40 episodes ago, maybe 60 episodes or so, called Data Complete, then people yeah. will be like, oh, man, they planted that seed in the no, premiere episode. I've got a lot, of ideas. Got a lot of ideas for hilarious stuff. Yeah, I was thinking maybe... Like something like Baboo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guy. this is horrible, you guys. <laughs> 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 like a wizard. That would be funny, right? I, you right, know what? Right? You know what? Come on! I have major regrets about my idea of starting a new <laughs> podcast. So instead, I'm going to start a new podcast. 